When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. I'm not going to do it. This is the first time I've been on any type of camera, podcast, microphone since the loss. I'm here for good vibes only, and that comes by way of the 2024 Rookie Draft class. And the reason why y'all are tapped into this show, because I'm about to go through a 2024 Rookie Mock Draft for you. Super flex format. Not only are we going through the first round, I'm giving you two. We're going through two rounds, so we're talking through 24 players. And at the end of this exercise, you're going to see that despite the fact that the 2024 running back class is down, there's a lot of talent in this class, a lot of players that we're not going to select, that you will be very excited to grab in the third round of your rookie draft. So I'm glad you tapped in. If you're new to the channel, you stick around to the end. I promise you, you'll have some fun. And if you find the stuff actionable, hit that thumbs up button, subscribe, like the content. But let's get into the show, baby. Let's go. Okay, let's get it. One more time, appreciate you being in the building. And if you stick around to the end, hit the thumbs up button, subscribe, like, all that good stuff. Let's dive right into it. 2024 rookie mock draft going through two rounds, super flex format, 1.5 tight end premium just to make it a little spicy so we can talk about a couple of guys. But neither here nor there, let's get into it. Got a lot to talk about, not a lot of time to do it, baby. 101, what we doing? I think everybody for the most part, like, I get it. There's going to be some narratives about Caleb Williams and people going to his birthday party and shit like that. I'm not worried about any of that. When it's all said and done in a super flex format, I can make the argument for Marvin Harrison Jr. But for me, the selection is Caleb Williams, USC, sign me and everybody else up. I think he's a stud quarterback in the making. He's going to have the capital to have the leeway to succeed, even if things are a little bit rocky at first. So Caleb Williams 101 shouldn't come as much of a surprise I think what's going to happen is people are going to have a decision to make. If the landing spot is juicy enough, I do think there's a world in which one of the quarterbacks comes off the board at the 102 spot. But after Caleb Williams, he's already being valued top seven, top eight dynasty quarterback. I think the next most secure, sure thing from a value perspective and probably a production standpoint is Marvin Harrison Jr. So he comes off the board. At 102. Let's make sure we get Marvin. There we go. Marvin Harrison Jr. off the board at 102. And again, depending on the landing spot of one quarterback in particular, Jaden Daniels, I think you could make the case for him going 102. But without that, all those stars aligning and what's probably going to happen, I think Marvin Harrison comes off the board as 102. People are going to value him highly. He's probably going to be pretty damn good. So when you're talking about a liquid, fluid asset that's valued already at its top, yeah, I mean, you're buying freaking gold with Marvin Harrison Jr. So he's off the board at 102. 
And I think at 103, I think this is where this is where for most people who have been doing this for a while, you're, you're used to hearing a, a certain name right here. But I'm going to go against that a little bit. I think Jaden Daniels, the capital that he's going to receive, the talent that he brings to the table, the landing spot could be just as good or as bad as any of these three quarterbacks. Right now, for me, he is my QB2 in the 2024 class. All three of the guys at the top are incredible. I, just give me any of the three. But right now, if I had to pick for what we do, fantasy football, I'm taking Jaden Daniels over Drake May. Jaden Daniels comes off the board at 103, but we're not getting crazy here. Drake May, right off. So it's literally per personal preference. You think May's better than Daniels, flip-flopping, whatever, whatever the case may be. But I'm not taking any other receiver. We're not talking about no damn running back. And outside of start two or 2.0 tight end premium, I'm not even talking about tight end at this spot. So at 105, lucky for you, you're allowed to get this incredible player, Malik Neighbors. Right. In my opinion, the wide receiver 1B. He's not I don't even call him wide receiver two in this class. Wide receiver 1B to Marvin Harrison Jr.'s 1A. Neighbors is incredible. Neighbors is absolutely incredible. Does everything. Highest graded wide receiver according to PFF. Past couple of years, highest grade since, I believe, Devontae Smith's 2021 Heisman Trophy winning season. So, neighbors off the board, 105, shouldn't be a shock to anybody. Now we get to the 106 spot, and I think just as high as people have neighbors and Marvin Harrison Jr., Romo Dunze, declared of the draft, he's just as equally as high on people's boards. He is my wide receiver 1C. I have no wide receiver 2 in the class. It's going to go 1 and then 3. That's just how it's going to go because neighbors and Odunze – and Marvin Harrison Jr. profile is three type of three wide receivers who should come into an NFL offense and immediately be in a position to earn targets from day one. These are all three alpha level quality wide receivers. They're all six foot and above, 200 pounds. This is these are just three incredible wide receiver prospects. So Dunze off the board at 106. Like I'm happy as hell to get him off the board at 106. Now we're at 107. And I think Michael Penix Jr. definitely hurt his draft stock with his performance versus Michigan. I don't think we're even talking about him right now inside the top 10 of a rookie mock for most. Some people still have him. I saw Dallas Cowboys fans on Twitter saying trade Dak and draft Penix, but neither here nor there. At the 107 spot in a 1.5 tight end premium, I think this is where people would start to consider the name Brock Bowers, especially with the success of some of the rookie tight ends that we've seen in the NFL. Today, Sam Laporta scoring a touchdown today. Brock Bowers off the board in tight end premium leagues at 107. Now you're at the 108 spot. Quarterback J.J. McCarthy declared for the draft. We know Penix is there. This is still a very deep and talented wide receiver pool. Not at running back land yet, but I just asked the question, if J.J. McCarthy is a back-end quarterback first-round pick, like goes in the 30s, team trades up to get the fifth-year option, McCarthy goes at the back of the first or the top of the second. Are you taking him in the first round of rookie drafts? For me, I don't think I would want to do it still. I'm just, I'm not there uh, with, with J.J. McCarthy right now at this stage of the process. This, it doesn't seem like one of those situations where I really want to wait for that. Feels like little Will Levis, Will Levis-esque to me. And Will Levis went at the top of the second. So I'm going to pass on McCarthy and Penix here. At the 108 spot, draft another skill position player that I think is going to get the requisite capital to matter. We're going Xavier Worthy from Texas, speedster, early declare, junior. He's a big play, game-changing threat. I think he's right there on the borderline 
of getting that first round draft capital first, early second round draft capital for X worthy. There are so many wide receivers in this class. I kind of want to stay and live in that range for a little bit longer. Adonai Mitchell, his teammate, but I think what off of the board who is feels a little more sure thing of a first round pick than X worthy is Brian Thomas Jr. out of LSU off the board at 109. I personally have Brian Thomas rated a little bit higher than Xavier Worthy. But thinking about the dynasty community and where people are valuing players right now, I think for a lot, Xavier Worthy has more of that name cachet than BTJ. But when people start to dig into the profile, see that this guy was recruited, he was a higher rated recruit than even Malik Neighbors coming out of high school. He got on the field as an early producer, as a freshman. He's, I think, second or third on LSU's all-time touchdown scoring list. Brian Thomas Jr. is a stud. He's awesome. I have him as my fourth overall wide receiver. He's coming off the board in this range. 108, 109. Brian Thomas Jr. now at the 110 spot. I think this is where J.J. McCarthy or Michael Penix comes off the board. I, man, I, you got to respect the capital, right? If he get, um, this is the assumption he gets drafted in the first round. J.J. McCarthy off of the board at the 110 spot. If he's not drafted in the first round, we'll have a completely different conversation. This is just strictly the assumption that he's a first-round pick. Super flex format. Somebody's going to take a shot on J.J. McCarthy. He lands in a good spot like Minnesota. He laughs and he lands in a spot you know, where, where you can reasonably see there's some opportunity where he might get on the field. 110, 111, 112 range for J.J. McCarthy. Still got some more talented skill position players on the board. We talked about Brian Thomas and Romo Dunze. All these other receivers, man. Adnai Mitchell still on the board. You got Troy Franklin still on the board. But I do believe when it's all said and done, the player who's going to get the capital, even though the fantasy community is souring for whatever reason, but Keon Coleman out of Florida State, I do believe he's going to get the requisite capital to have to matter in this type of situation. So in this back half of the first round, I think Keon Coleman comes off of the board. And then at the 112 spot, we'll just go with some speed. You're going to probably see him run very fast at the combine. And the same reason you would draft Xavier Worthy, I think in a complimentary role, not as a true number one, Troy Franklin out of Texas sort of fits that mold. So there it is. There's the first round. You got Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison, Jaden Daniels, Drake May, Romo Dunze, Brock Bowers, Xavier Worthy, Brian Thomas Jr., J.J. McCarthy, Keon Coleman, Troy Franklin. Those are picks 1 through 12. I think the 107, about 101 to 107 is feels pretty solid to me, especially in a tight end premium format. It seems pretty solid, like it's not going to change. It's like 8 through 12 spot. Is Coleman there? Brian Thomas, do you have Michael Penix Jr. in there? How I think the fantasy community is going to react is at the 201 spot, I think people will rush to get Michael Penix. They'll say, oh, man, what, what a steal. All right, I got Caleb at 1. It's super flex. Michael Penix fell. Boom, he's mine right there at the 201 spot. I'm not saying that's what you should or should not do, but I'm not going to let one bad game and one not Michael Penix, sort of what we've been accustomed to game, take away everything he's done for his entire career. He's had two phenomenal seasons at Washington. I want to give him credit for that, but definitely think he took a little bit of a draft hit stock uh, stock on to his draft hit from that game versus Texas. Uh, excuse me, not for versus Texas, versus Michigan in the national championship. So... Michael Penix uh, off of the board at 201 in the second round. He's going to be a second-round pick. I think at this point in time, Adonai Mitchell out of Texas. I'm a little higher on him than most. 
He comes off the board in the second round. The second round is just still loaded with wide receiver talent. But right around at 203, 204 spot, I think people start to think about the running backs that are on the board. You've got Blake Corm. You have Bucky Irvin. You have Donovan Edwards. You've got Trey Benson in this class. Bucky Irvin, who we'll talk about in a little bit. But we're going to live in wide receiver land just a little bit longer. Can't wait to see this young man at the Senior Bowl here shortly. Xavier Leggett out of South Carolina, 6'2", 6'3", 225-pound wide receiver. The tape is phenomenal, explosive, power slot type wide receiver. He's going to be able to make a lot of money here at the Senior Bowl. So Xavier Leggett going to be one of those players, another receiver you could take a shot on in the second round of your rookie drafts. Tight end premium, right? We, a lot of people may not know the name yet, but I do believe Jatavian Sanders out of the University of Texas is going to get the requisite capital, and I'm not even going to be shocked if he's a first-round pick. Won't be shocked if he is a first-rounder. I know a lot of people may not know, but he is a complete three-down Sam Laporta-level tight end. He can block. He's phenomenal in the running game. You can run him down the seams, outrights, routes. I've seen him take over as, as the primary target. And Jatavian Sanders is a stud. So if you're talking tight end premium, do you have to spend the top seven, top six pick on Bowers, or you can get JT Sanders in the middle of the second round? I think you'll be, you'll be just fine with JT Sanders. He is going to be a very good player in the NFL. Mark my words on that one. He's going to be a nice second round value, second round pick value in tight end premium leagues. Now, you're getting into running back territory. And I'm just going to go out and say this, that for me, Blake Quorum is currently my running back one. With Travion Henderson going back to school, Blake Quorum is my running back one in this class. I wanted to love Trey Benson. I've been pumping up Trey Benson since he was at Oregon. People don't even know he's at Oregon and transfers to Florida State. Just not the, not the type of season that I was expecting. And that was a good team. So I don't want to hear that. The team was bad or it underperformed. It was top five team in the country damn near the entire season. I know Blake Corm, what his limitations are. He's not going to be as explosive, as fast, straight line in, in at the combine on the track as some of these kids, but I've seen him play. I love the tape. I've already looked at Blake Corm's probably going to be my running back one. Now, if he gets drafted and the, the undrafted, then we got to adjust. But right now, going in the process, I'm not just saying a name because everybody else says it with Trey Benson. For me, it's Blake Corm going into this process in my RB1, and I'd be fine taking him in the middle of the second round here in a rookie draft. Still got a bunch of receivers left to talk about. Let's just look at a few on the board. Um, you've got Brendan Rice out of USC, Tez Walker. We'll talk about him shortly. Lad McConkey, Malachi Corley. We'll talk about both of those guys. But I think what would happen at this point with one of the running backs off of the board, you will get a little bit of a panic run. So then here you go. You can say Trey Benson with requisite capital his athleticism comes off of the board right after quorum and i'm gonna one more running back because i want to talk about him i want to lump him in with these other two because i think he is just as talented reminds me of a mini level of jameer gibbs maybe not as explosive but marquise bucky irving uh give me all the bucky irving i can get this is a player that i'm going to have a lot of exposure to come rookie draft season he can catch the ball he's a dynamic pass catcher and he can handle some rush attempts out of the backfield. Really, really like Bucky Irvin. So he comes off the board there. 208 spot. Again, wide receivers galore in this class. You've got Lad McConkey out of Georgia. Young man is nice. Lad McConkey can play. He's probably going to be locked into that second round capital. It's going to be about the landing spot. Where does he land? We're still talking super flex, right? And while he may not be a first round pick, nobody may not, may not like him. But Bo Nix... 
some point, Bo Nix has got to come off of the board. I'm seeing all this Oregon, Oregon, Oregon. Bo Nix, second, third round pick. I mean, 90, I think there were only nine quarterbacks this season that started week one, lasted all the way through the season, this ended up starting the entire year. There's going to be opportunity for quarterbacks to get on the field. I've seen stranger things happen. Bo Nix with requisite capital, second round, third round pick. Super flex format, you're probably going to want to take a stab on a quarterback, especially one where you can see a world in which his experience leads to him at least getting some opportunity on an NFL field. Back to the wide receiver pool, you've got Devontae Walker, who, you know, honestly, he could have been picked much higher than the 210. It just shows you the depth of the class, and if a couple of running backs end up going in the middle of the second round, that's what happens. It's just going to push great talent down the board. So Tez Walker off of the board at 210. We've got two spots left in the second round, and I just want to list a couple of the names. We still don't have Donovan Edwards, Braylon Allen, Audric Estime, uh, Will Shipley have not come off of the board. Wide receivers, we still have Brendan Rice out of USC, Johnny Wilson out of Florida State, Malachi Corley is a player that I like a lot, and that's who we're going to talk about right here. Malachi Corley looks like uh, looks like Debo Samuel. I mean, honestly, he is he is put together. He is physical. He's a dog. Malachi Corley, he's another one we get to watch at the Senior Bowl. Excited to see him. I think he's going to be a day two pick and probably be a nice impact player for day one for a team. Does it yield immediate fantasy points? I'm not going to project that, but Corley, you go watch his highlights, you'll come away impressed with Malachi Corley. And here, with the final pick in the second round, man, if you told me Johnny Wilson was going to turn into um, Darren Waller and move to the tight end position, and those hands get a little stickier, I'd be I'd be all over that selection right there. Uh, he's not on the board. He's not on the board yet, but I do think when it's all said and done, Jalen Polk out of Washington, and I don't even think we've got him in the system yet, just to clear, but I'm going to put him right here. Jalen Polk out of Washington, wide receiver. That's who I think is going to go right here. Polk is a nice, big, physical wide receiver. Um Played opposite of Odunze, of course, so a lot of the shine was on Rome, a lot of the shine was on Michael Penix, but Jalen Polk, big physical wide receiver, declared, thought he would come back. I think he's going to work his way into that second, third round as well. So some different names on the board to talk about that didn't get selected in the first round. We've had uh, Adonai Mitchell been picked in the first round in a couple of mocks, but second round, 201, Michael Penix, Adonai Mitchell, Xavier Leggett. JT Sanders, this is tight end premium. And Blake Horm, the first five picks, followed by Trey Benson, Bucky Irvin, Lab McConkey, Bo Nix, it is super flex, Tez Walker, Malachi Corley, and Jalen Polk out of Washington. There you go. Two rounds. Two rounds of rookie draft, mock draft, pick talk. A lot of guys left on the board that we didn't discuss. Quarterbacks, you got Spencer Radler, uh, Michael Pratt, we didn't get to talk about. Running backs, again, Will Shipley. Montrell Johnson, man, Braylon Allen. I, Braylon Allen in the third round, if you would have told me that at the beginning of the season, I'd say, you're crazy. Brennan Rice, we didn't get to talk about, uh, what's his name, Cody Schrader from Missouri. So it's 24 class, while the running backs at the top, Dylan Johnson, didn't talk about him. Jalen McMillan, Washington, more guys coming out. While the elite running backs are not present in this class, it's deep. And if you can hit on some of these back-end running backs, some of these uh, – you know, some of these third-round wide receivers and players who are going to be available could be very setting up real nice for us for rookie draft purposes. So there you go. In and out, 20 minutes or less. I, I knew that. That was the time. I want to get y'all in and out. Appreciate y'all being here, tapping in. We'll be doing this all throughout the offseason. 
every single week. Rookie draft content does not stop. We got prospect profiles dropping this week. If you stuck around to the end, you found the information actionable, entertaining, subscribe to the channel. Help an independent content creator grow in this YouTube space. And make sure you check out all the content over here on the channel and on DestinationDevy.com. Appreciate y'all all being here tonight. Enjoy. Have a good one. Be safe. It's an Arctic blast out here in Texas. We got to stay warm, baby. But I appreciate y'all. Tap in to wake up. I'm out.